0: Can you refill my coffee? Okay. <laughs> I
1: love that. I was just recording and filming that. That'll be how. You we better
0: now. not.
1: <laughs> we need to give people an accurate representation.
0: <laughs> that, that was too bossy. And that I don't usually do that.
1: Don't you tell them. That <laughs>
0: <I> usually...
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna check this video before you put it up. All right. Good morning, everybody. As you can see, I'm here with my mother and I've been pretty excited about doing this podcast for a while now. And now that I'm home and I'm doing the trailer build with Noah, now I'm with my mom and we can sit down and chat about a few different topics. Um, One of the main reasons why I felt this was important to do, not only because you guys all love my mother (laughs) and not only because we have fun together and she's been in the vlogs multiple times but also because I do have a large part of my audience that is older than me and I think a lot of people tend to slip into these like parental roles almost and a lot of the comments or questions that I'll get is kind of along the lines of like is your mom always worried about you how do you make sure that you know how does she know that you're safe how could your mom let you do something so unsafe there's a lot of misconceptions and questions about that. So I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to sit down with mom and she can just talk about her experiences. And if you are new here, something also important to mention is that I'm not the only nomadic child. So there are two other boys. One lives on a sailboat and one lives, well, kind of in a truck, will soon be trailer. What would I you think like to know? what you should start with, just so people can get to know you a little bit, because there were a few questions about this, but people want to kind of know where you have been at slash currently are as far as like adventure and free spirit and that kind of stuff. So maybe talk a little bit about where that's played out in your life. Because it's not like us kids are the only ones that love to adventure. Like you guys instilled that in us. You know what I mean? Okay,
0: so originally um, I'm from Connecticut and I did move out here to Wisconsin when I graduated from high school. And um, so I did venture out here um, on a whim and just kind of drove out in my little Volkswagen Bug. Um, I had gotten an interview just um, off the cuff, I guess. I came out to visit my cousin in Wisconsin and ended up traveling up to Door County where I live now. Never even heard about it before. Um, But I did fall in love with the area. I ended up getting a teaching job up here and thought I would maybe do that for a year, just for the fun of it. And um, ended up then meeting Linnea's father, my husband, Steve. And he was from here and I ended up staying. I did um, work up in Canada in a canoe area. And that was um, something that was kind of out in the wild. Um, Canoeing and flying in. Seaplanes with with young youth and doing some wilderness camping for a few summers so i did do that um and squid jigging (laughs) yep yep i learned how to squid jig out there on the ocean so you know as part of outward bound uh, did all those kinds of things but in my family my mom and dad um, always took us all camping there were four of us siblings and Um, We couldn't really afford a lot of other vacations, but camping was definitely within our um, economic capabilities, (laughs) right. And so we would go and and camp and stuff. So I knew about camping and backpacking and and all those things growing up. Steve really didn't do a lot of camping growing up, um, but we wanted to make sure we did that with our kids. So most of all of our summers and vacations were just... Going out and exploring, heading to the state parks or the wild areas, catching frogs, doing those kinds of um, hands-on, getting muddy and just um, experiencing, you know, what nature provides. And so we did that with our kids. Um, I should mention, um, along the way, we just really tried to live as simply as we could.
1: Yeah, I think I think that will definitely give people some insight as to kind of how seamless the lifestyle is for us kids like all of us can very easily jump into a tent for a few weeks at a time if we needed to or wanted to or like living in a very small space or living simply being outdoors it wasn't like this huge shift in our life because we've been living that way for such a long time like granted yeah we lived in a house with furniture and running water and all of that stuff. But there was such an emphasis on living simply in the backcountry or portaging out or fishing, all of that stuff that just came so
0: as a family, we did a lot of things on the water.
1: Mm, Um, You know,
0: we would head up to the boundary waters or Sylvania wilderness and take our canoes and kayaks. So we had to um, limit the things that we brought because there was a lot of portaging. So you wanted to keep it really simple and light. (laughs) So, you know, we had the equipment. As my kids grew up, um, like when they hit a certain age, like when they were 18, all of the kids got a tent. And the reason was um, so that then they would have their tent and they'd have their home and they could Um, leave home and be, you know, still have their shelter with them Um, as the years went by. It was like a way
1: to be like, now you're you're out of the house. Here's your house.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you've got your space. You can leave. (laughs) You're 18. You can leave now if you want.
1: And I just went on a camping trip last week in the backcountry, still using that (laughs) two-person tent that I got when I was 18.
0: Right. So so everybody had that. And then also, um, by the time they were all out of College. They had all of their camping stuff, but they were just able to be self-sufficient out in the camping and out in the backcountry. It was just something that we were able to provide them. No, they didn't get a car or
1: any of those things, but they did get a tent. So. Uh huh. So now that you guys have heard from my mother a little bit about her and about our childhood, I'm just going to jump right into questions. So I took these questions from Instagram. What I've been doing for these podcasts is just putting up those question boxes on my story and gathering basically just what people want to know and what types of topics people want me to discuss. And people sent in some really <laughs> fun and interesting questions and I'm, I'm excited for you to share some of your two cents because I also know that there's a good chunk of these people that are parents as well. Let's just jump right into this one. What's the number one thing that scares your mom about you being nomadic? Because you do worry, right?
0: I do worry. I try not to worry in that in the regard of like I know worrying doesn't do any good unless there's action behind it. So when I do worry, I really do have to do some self-talk. And I have to say, okay, you're worrying, you're not sleeping. What good is it doing? Are you going to do something about it? And then I have to talk myself out of saying, no, there's nothing that I'm going to do. That, you know, what? there's nothing that I can do. And so then I can really talk myself out of not worrying. That is really the truth. I know, and okay. I believe it. I'm
1: just like, do you really still lose sleep over me?
0: Um, I, I have to, yes, sometimes I do. But I'm, I'm much, much better. Yeah. Oh, I'm so much better. Yeah whenever when people are in co- at, like when people are at college and they were doing their own thing and i didn't know what was going on that was the best <laughs> I, but when i know and i want to know where people are going i like it when you say okay i'm going here i'm going there i think the thing that scares me more is not about you being in the back country mm-hmm. and it's not about you know the cougar and the bear you know it's about other people um that's what scares me um taking advantage or um, hunting you—that mm-hmm. scares me. You know that does scare me because that is, a, you know, is is a real thing, mm-hmm. and I know that it's a real thing. At the same time, I also know, as a, um, an adventurer myself, and you know, my parents would worry about me. I in in my family, I was the one who was. A more like curious and wanting to do things and, and going and taking those opportunities and exploring. Um, and I'm grateful for that. Very grateful for that, that they, um, provided that independence, you know, and, and allowed me, I guess. So I know that I've been in that spot and just always felt like I'm okay. Nothing's going to bother me, you know, but I also know that was nativity, you know, I was naive. And so knowing that, I think you are so much stronger and more aware of what's around you. And I think you, um, are smart. I mean, I think you're smart being out in the wilderness. And I think you're also aware of what's around you more than I ever was at that time. Um, and also Akela. Mm-hmm. is with you, and I think she could um, sense if something's not right, you know.
1: I'm curious though, would that be different if I was living downtown Chicago? If you Chicago? were in the city, no. I mean, <clears throat> so no. like, if I was like, let's say I had a job and I was living downtown Chicago, not being nomadic in my van, that like, would worry that, me as it well. It would worry you yes. as well. Yes.
0: Especially okay. if you were walking the streets at night, yeah. going around those dark corners, weird people around there, but I also know people could hang out in the woods For and sure. in the back country. And um, it's a different type of person, you mm-hmm. know, but I think it is real similar. Yes. Okay. And I would worry the same. And I, I don't let, I really have been working all of my life of <laughs> <laughs> not worrying where it keeps me from living my life. Yeah, but it crosses my mind all the time. I go through each one of the kids what they're doing, and it's like Gretchen, just sit down and go for a run, <laughs> and so, that puts things in perspective for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Do those those things don't cross your mind with the boys? They do. They do. So are
0: not you not so much. Okay, all okay, yeah. right. I'll be honest. I do worry about you as a woman more than the boys.
1: Yeah. Okay, that makes sense.
0: I, I worry about different things with them. Mm-hmm. You know but more of your physical safety. And Mm -hmm. I do worry about you, um, you know, being attacked sexually, Mm -hmm. you know, I do, but I like that you lift weights (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and also that, you know, you have your weapons of choice. (laughs) I do like that, you know, it's like, okay, she's got to, you know, you you know how to use them.
1: (laughs) Um, My, just this phrase, (laughs) weapons of choice, mom has just like, taken and ran with it because there was like an Instagram story I did at one point, somebody asked me what my like night routine is, which I don't tell people because I don't want people to know how I lock my van. I don't want people to know the, all the weapons that I do have in there. <laughs> yeah. And so I used the phrase, <laughs> you know, I like usually um, choose a weapon of choice for the evening to have beside my bed. And now, mom just uses that phrase all the time when she talks about my safety. Make sure you have your weapon of choice. Is this <laughs> weapon
0: of choice that? Um, and I also do, you know, worry about like you parking in the desert and your, your vehicle there is all by itself. And then I have to get that out of my mind because that's not healthy.
1: Yeah. And it
0: won't do any good for me to come up with those scenarios. But
1: yeah. Hmm, how do I say this? Like, I know that you worry. I also know that you're in a place where you can like also just live your life. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the questions and this might sound harsh, but some questions that I get, it's, it's almost like people ask me like, like how could you do this and make your parents worry or make your mom worry where I know that my mom worries and I love my mom so much. Like I love you so much. And I will never not do something (laughs) (laughs) because I know she'll worry. Like, and I'm glad about. I'm I'm not gonna not live my life and not live and do the things that I want to because I'm like, oh, my mom's probably losing sleep over this. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I love you, but I will never stop living my life. To appease your worry, and I know that you don't <laughs> expect that, but that's well, just the truth.
0: So what? No, no, yeah. I um, no, that's my deal.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm responsible for my worry.
1: Yeah,
0: you know that should never be a roadblock. I, no, yeah, no, I would be,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I would feel really bad if it ever
1: was. I know, I know. <laughs> it's like, that. oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. And I want to make it clear that there's never an expectation either. You're not nope. like, oh, and I'm so worried about you. Like, don't you dare park in the middle of the desert alone? Because you know that I would be miserable if I couldn't park in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> you know, anything you want to add or should I move on to the next
0: question? Um, no, I just think, you know, I'm really fortunate in that I have had the opportunity to spend some time with you doing some of your um, exploring and seeing where you stay when you sleep on the mesa, mm-hmm. you know, and being there. I think that puts it a little bit at rest and just meeting some of the people um, that you have met on your journey. So I think that has helped me understand more of the community that you spend your time in. With.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And that parallels an idea that I often return to when I'm discussing these things on social media. And it's the idea of, like, when you don't understand, things feel a lot scarier. Mm -hmm. And so I think bringing you into this life and however the ways that we've done that, like, you actually getting an insider view of, like, where I stay or what the lifestyle is or going to gutted. Like, the more that you understand about it, the easier it is for you to maybe, like accept what I'm doing, know what I'm doing. Like you can visualize where I am or the people I'm with. Mm -hmm,
0: Right. And then also just see the support system that many of you have for each other. Mm -hmm. That's so, that's so interesting. Going to Gutted was definitely an eye opener. I am so glad I went there. I would have not been able to visualize it or you could have talked about it till you were blue in the face Mm -hmm. and it would not have affected me like actually being there. And seeing it and and just watching the interactions Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
1: yeah Yeah, I'm so glad you came to that okay this is an interesting one because I don't actually remember this what was your reaction when I said that I was going to live in a van do you remember what was my reaction yeah I don't
0: remember Okay, I, it was just like okay, that's the next thing. <laughs> okay, she's gonna go live in a van. <laughs> um, I, you know, I know like you were researching and looking into them. Was Dad living then? Okay, or no,
1: because I. Started he would have
0: chosen. He would have. Yeah. He
1: would have chosen to live in a van next to me. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been like, "Cool, I'll build a van too, and then we can all." Well, travel. no, we had the camper. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I think about that all the time, that like I will be in places and think, yeah, Dad would have liked this. They would have been right next to me. Yeah, yeah. We Which... probably would have been caravanning all around <laughs> the country. But for you, for you, the fact that I'm like, I'm just going to live in this thing, They was just like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. Right.
0: And I think because I heard about other people doing it. And I remember the first time, I think it was one of Noah's friends. Um, that I met and they said, oh, she lives in a van. It's like, what? You know, meaning like, you know, they're homeless. Yeah, like, do they need some help? You know what I mean? (laughs) Or whatever, (laughs) it's like, no, that's just, right. You know, it's like, okay, well, maybe I could, you know, I thinking that they're homeless until I understood, no, like that is a choice. And that's just like a lifestyle. So I kind of heard about that lifestyle a little bit before, I think me telling like your aunts and uncles and whatever. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, Linnea, she's bought a van, she's gonna go live in the van. And that's kind of, that was a little bit harder. Um, because knowing that they had did not understand, I at least understood, Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And even now I think, okay, 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 I'm letting my kids, well, it's not me letting, you're gonna do what you want anyway. Yeah, and sure I'm just am. supporting your lifestyle. <laughs> You know, and just kind of go along for the ride. It was hard to watch them. (laughs) Okay, like, all right, so they're going to do this. Like, what about the other part of life? Are they not doing that? (laughs) You know what I mean? That kind of thing. It's like, no, this is what they're choosing to do. Mm -hmm. And there's different ways of living. And this is the way that they're choosing. And I'm definitely supporting that because I live my life the way I want it and still am and Mm. it's
1: your turn i really love that it's like having a partner that really has your back like i have witnessed and been in partnerships where it feels like that partner might be saying things about you behind your back or might be like not fully supporting a silly decision that you've made or whatever and it feels like like i never question like i never think that you're talking to other people or family and saying like oh she's doing this van thing. What is she doing? Like, I don't know. Is she going to have kids? I'm worried about X, Y, and Z. You're just like, yep, this is what she's doing. And I support it. And she's adventuring and whatever. And it feels like really having my back in that. Like that is such a comforting, like connecting experience. You know what I mean? I do. Okay. What would you say to a parent who doesn't understand this lifestyle?
0: Go on YouTube and Instagram and follow some van people. Um, which I end up doing now. (laughs) Of course I followed you and then these other things would pop up and then I went to Gut It and I met a few other people and I met people my age, Mm -hmm. which was was really fun going in and um, talking with them and looking at their rig and how they've got their bed and you know, it's like wow, this is, I could really do this. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I guess I would just say be open, keep your mind open and and just find and listen to other people's stories. And I think that could really open up your mind to the way it, that lifestyle is. Mm-hmm. And also go and join them, you know, live with them for a little bit, you know, see if they'll share their bed with you <laughs> for a night or two. And I think that then you would understand.
1: So this person asks How did you let go or detach from your children and let them adventure?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as detaching and letting them adventure,
1: are you ever detached? Um,
0: I was, gonna, I mean, I was just thinking. Well, actually, more. I think I I I go with them because you kind of share what you're doing. You know what I mean. Mm. So I'm not there physically, but I I'm there. You know thinking about what you're doing when you're going fly fishing when you're up in montana when josiah's on his boat you know just kind of following and and kind of being part of the adventure from afar and again telling myself they're living their life yay <laughs> <laughs> when
1: are they coming back <laughs> <laughs> yay
0: <laughs> no that they're that they're and that you know, I'm, I'm always so proud of them. It's like, wow, it is a risk. You're, you're heading out there and you're doing something new and it is a risk. And I applaud them each for, for doing those things and um, going out because you can try some things and if you don't like it, you know, then you don't do it or you try something new. And that's all about what life is and learning and growing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like, you know, I'm, I'm always amazed um, that you're all willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, because I do think it makes you a better person to have those experiences and seeing the world in different, different areas, you mm-hmm. know, and same with traveling abroad, you know, it's all just all opening And it's just part of life.
1: Mm-hmm. What mom just described makes me think of how like us living our lives parallel our childhood, because like you had mentioned, okay, they're out there living their life, yay. <laughs> 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 like, yes, we, we're out there living and having all these different experiences. And that's how we lived our childhood though too. Like you and dad were, there was never an expectation to do or love a certain thing. There was an expectation to experience multiple things. And when we had each of those experiences, it didn't matter whether we were like, yeah, now I want to do this thing forever or like, "Nah, that's not my thing. You're like, okay, cool. They had that experience. They made their own choice moving on to the next experience. This is an interesting one. It's more just about you. Yeah. What is one of the biggest challenges you faced and how did you overcome it? Do you want to talk about that?
0: Biggest challenge. I get a lot of growth from challenges. I almost like like to find challenges. (laughs) You know, even like, okay, even like um, I'm a trail runner and my favorite trail runs is when I am in the elements like it might be snowing, it might be windy and cold and rainy, so when i do a trail run a longer trail run i almost um, like rise to that it's like whoa this is really hard and and i just love that um but i when i think about um i guess my most recent challenge i you know my husband got killed instantly in a car accident and i think one of the the biggest challenges for me was having to call all of my children and letting them know that their dad had just been killed. And so that was a major challenge and I wanted to make sure that it was me who called each of them. So that was a major challenge. And I think about that and the strength that I had to pull to do that, but I knew immediately that is what I needed to do. And I did it. And then the challenge after that, is just knowing that um, they've lost the support of their father and me my husband and knowing that i could not replace that and i couldn't be a father too that i had had to be me and provide you know what i could and just knowing um that i can't be the dad too Um, Because he, of course, was his own person and and we balanced each other well. um, But just knowing, you know, the challenge of not being able to provide that for my kids. And that I had to be enough. for That's all that I could do. Mm -hmm. So that was a challenge. And Mm -hmm. it still is a challenge. And I have to remind myself, um, you know, about that you know that i can't be both of us i have to be me Mm -hmm. but i do say okay what would steve do (laughs) okay he would say you know Gretchen, just let it be, (laughs) you know, when I would worry about something, just let it be, you know, and so I do do that often. I, you know, I'll say, okay, yep. All right. I hear you. Just let it be, sit down, have coffee, read, (laughs) have that cup of tea, (laughs) you know, and -hmm. just, um, you know, his presence is always around, you know, we are, um, are feeling it and, and get, um, you know, support, even though he's not here, just by knowing, you know what he would probably be saying or doing.
1: Mm-hmm. That's very true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna try not to. <clears throat> We're gonna move on before I start crying. That's really what's gonna happen. <laughs> do you feel like you didn't do anything that you wanted to do before you had kids? Nope,
0: I felt I did everything I wanted. All right, but having we kids, definitely but having in that kids, way. but having kids is um, something. That I wanted, and also I wanted to explore and do all of those things with my kids. But it's not like I wanted I, I stopped doing my things. I included all of my kids in the things that we were doing. So, like you know, camping, I wanted to share that and and do that with my children um, to give them those experiences. So it wasn't just about okay now I stop. No, that it was part of the plan. Mm-hmm. you know it enhanced everything watching everybody catching frogs on the river edge mm-hmm. and and seeing the excitement and camping and having everybody build fires with sticks and <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. swimming nude in the water you know i mean i just love that that oh it was so that that was so important in my life it would be nothing without all of my kids
1: and steve <laughs> Um, Are you ready to be a grandma? Of course, she's been ready for years, folks. I am ready to be a grandma, and she's gonna be one soon—in in about six months or so. Mm-hmm. Well, not, not by me. A, no, just no. to make that clear—that was not my an son Luke
0: and his wife Lucy are, are pregnant and
1: should be in October. Mm-hmm. Another October baby to yeah. add to the family. Was Lene always getting into trouble as a kid? No, no, Linnea I was a not, very good kid. Linnea did not get into trouble. I hated getting into trouble. I did everything possible to not be in trouble. I think, which I, think, I kind of I wish think, wasn't the case. Like, right. I wish I would have gotten into trouble.
0: Lene always loved animals. So, I guess if she was going to get in trouble about something, <laughs> it would be about her having cats in her room. That she was saving or baby birds in a box or, <laughs> oh, oh, can I keep this thing, this creature? And so there was a lot of that growing up, saving of the animals <laughs> and, you know, down to mice, I guess, too. And I um, loved my mice. And so,
1: you know, that that became a little issue. Cats. But you guys never didn't. Like, you guys were never like, no, you can't try to hatch that egg. You let me try. You let me try to save the birds. Yep. Mm -hmm. Out of all the the rabbits, Mm -hmm. in the the little little rabbits. But out of all of them, I think there were only two that ever survived. Yeah. I had a very close relationship with death as a little girl, and it was very hard for me. I was only successful when dad helped. The only time that I was successful was when dad helped with the possums. And then the cats. So this one is: What are your top three values and why? These
0: are some thought-provoking questions.
1: I know they're very good at answering or asking questions.
0: I think we. Re- I think having integrity, um, respecting others, keeping the balance with respecting of myself and others, and. Ke- keeping my boundaries um, clear, and also making sure that I'm, for myself, not taking more than I'm giving. Leave the world a better place, and I know that's really a lot of Mm cliché, but I do really believe that. Mm
1: -hmm. How did you enjoy Iceland?
0: Oh, I thought that was really good. I'm going to go back sometime Mm -hmm. in like maybe June or July. I really missed not seeing all the birds um, migrating up through Iceland and see what's there and all the nesting on the the cliffs. I want to go back and see all the puffins and and just see how it is when there's not so much snow and ice. (laughs) Um, Although I'm so glad we went then because I would not have been able to see... Um, You know, all those icebergs and and Mm -hmm. the snow and um, I really enjoyed seeing that and being in the the geothermal um, waters. It's going to feel it feels so different, I'm sure, in November in that cold Mm -hmm. um, temperature than being there in Mm -hmm. the summer. Mm -hmm. So um, I enjoyed being in the van with you and having those close quarters. Um, did you luckily, actually enjoy being I, I in the I did. This is the challenge on there. Um, yes, we would definitely get a bigger van next time if we ever did it again. Yeah. The so. small
1: van was tough.
0: It was tough. But it was okay. It was yeah. good. Yeah. We we made it work. I don't think I could have been in that small area with anybody else but you.
1: For those of you that don't know, we, so we do have Iceland videos up on my channel. I vlogged the adventure. We were in Iceland for two weeks. Oh, well, it, it was like two and a half-ish weeks. Mm-hmm. We had reserved a camper van. And the van was small, like minivan size. It was like a mini, it was it, a minivan. Oh, okay, yeah. It was a minivan. Yeah, it was a minivan. So if, if you
0: can picture a minivan, um, the back part being a little bed, but also having some counters, with a camping stove mm-hmm. and a Very little sink, simple. yeah. But that took part of that back, so Lene and I were able to um, put down and and sleep in the back one of us could lay on the back and went on their back but then the other person had to be on their side Mm -hmm. and you kind of only could shift when each other shifted (laughs) so it was very tight you had to definitely be with somebody who uh, didn't mind your body close to them
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so Lene you did very well (laughs) You did very well, too. Oh, thank you. And uh, another challenge, a big challenge of this minivan is that it was standard. And I used to always drive oh a standard. Oh, my gosh, I
1: forgot about um, that. It was standard a driving. stick shift. A yeah. stick
0: shift. And it's like, oh, I got this. I used to you know, drive a Volkswagen. I learned on a standard. No big deal. I can get right back into it. Well, that was not the case. Um, I was the one who knew how to drive a standard. I, I told her I got this. But you know, I didn't quite have it. It didn't work like my, my <laughs> Volkswagen. And after about the first two or three hours driving in Iceland, um, I'd ended up pulling over and saying, "Lene, I can't do this. I
1: yeah. am honestly shocked. We didn't get into an accident when we were going through that first city and you're stalling out on those roundabouts. Yeah. I was like, we're we going gonna... to get in a crash. Like yeah. we're not getting out of here.
0: Yeah, and I thought it would just come, and it just wasn't coming. And <laughs> now, I mean, I I knew what the problem was afterwards. But um, part of it was there was so much white because there was a lot of snow, and my depth perception on those little roads with all the snow coming, it was really hard. And um, eventually, we ended up pulling over, and Linnea, um just relearned, she used to drive tractor standard, you know, farm um, tractors. I just put up a, a YouTube video. Yep, and she just learned on the side of these Icelandic hills, um, and and then she took over, and, and then I just said, okay, you'd be the driver, I'll take care of the gas, and that worked out pretty good.
1: <laughs> During that trip, um, or I should say the vlogs, like posting vlogs, there were multiple people that were like, oh my gosh, I could never do this with my mom, and... Like we had a wonderful time and there were challenges that we had to work through for sure. I think a big challenge of that was like, I was still working. You know, I, with the job that I do and how I make money, I'm pretty much constantly working. I very rarely can just take two full weeks off. So, you know, mom wasn't working and I was working and that was a little stressful for me and, We had the dynamic of like me being very used to doing my own thing all the time, making my own decisions, my own travels, living in a van. And all of a sudden I have my mother with me, which is amazing. And also she's my mother. So (laughs) she falls back into that mothering role. So like navigating those different dynamics and traveling together, which we haven't done a lot of just long-term travel, just you and I. And so I want to just make it clear that it wasn't all just like, rainbows and butterflies there were rainbows and butterflies and also there were challenges of us traveling together which was a really cool thing at the end of the day to figure out i think
0: i think when we went to washington island camping i think that was kind of nice in that oh yeah you know when we went because we each had our own backpack our own tent Mm -hmm. and we just took care of our own things Mm -hmm. and so then we would you know cook and have, because that was a nice little camping trip. That was an amazing camping trip. Just going there. So we had our own, our own stuff with us Mm -hmm. that we were responsible for. We didn't. Yeah. So if we would have shared a tent, that would have been different, but we know how to do that. Yeah. You know, we, we know how to camp and, and backpack together, Mm -hmm. you know, going down Havasu Falls. Yeah. We had our own stuff. I had my own tent. You had your own tent, you know, and, and backpacking down, we went at our own pace. We just rendezvoused Mm -hmm. and that was really nice. That's and true. those were some longer, some longer trips. Yeah, for sure. And more um, strenuous. So I, I so I think traveling together, I think it is really good to have that physical part and like
1: the backpacking heavy, heavy work. And to have conversations about it like this, mm-hmm. where we can openly be like, stop mothering me. And you can be like, we need to do more active things, you know, Yes. Yeah. I think that that is a unique part about our family in general having the ability to have conversations for the most part yes
0: definitely yeah it really helps i think connect us all Mm -hmm. and know that we're good sharing and we accept that Mm -hmm. opinions and different ways of looking at things and um that it's okay Mm -hmm. you know that we trust that we can do that
1: Mm mm-hmm I think that you kind of talked about it before, but the last one that um, kind of stuck out to me was like tips for parents on supporting your child, even when you're scared.
0: Those are good questions.
1: I know. I think it's important to breathe.
0: Yeah. I do. I I think, um, you know, I think it's important just to take a big breath and realize that realize that yes, there is fear, but on the other side of that fear is where growth happens. You know,
1: for you or for the kids, both. For you,
0: you mean? For both. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for both, the fear that you might have for your your kids. Um, but then also knowing that they're going to go and do that and you're <laughs> growing from allowing them to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. So really it's for both. Cuz cuz fear can really stop you from being open-minded and knowing that things are out there. I don't know. But also that fear is also a real thing that you have to listen to. Fear can be a life-saving emotion that you have to listen to too. and knowing when it's stopping you or it's something that is like that you need to handle and and deal with so i i don't have any and that can be a hard distinction it is i think it's a hard hard distinction
1: so when you're scared for your children you just breathe through it <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like you know having giving birth. Oh God! <laughs>
0: Just Lamaze reading. I know. I know you talk about that. Wow. I do that. I I use that
1: in my life. Well, everybody, I think we are going to stop here. We answered a lot of questions and a lot of different topics, and kind of veered off into our own little discussions about various things. I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Mom.
0: <laughs> Feel free to contact
1: me. <laughs> That might be a dangerous (laughs) offer, actually. To make... You might have a lot of people in your emails. Yeah, thank you for joining us for another episode of The Morning Nomad. Anything else you want to end? No, I love you. I love you too, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. Bye, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Okay, cool. More coffee? I (laughs) just just had two cups, and now I'm going to be jazzed. (laughs)